Hey, what's going on, everyone? How you guys doing? Matt Jarbo here, Milk Art Mysteries. Long time no talk. I know that I haven't been around for the last couple weeks towards the end of the year, and for that, I do apologize. It's not that I abandoned you. It's not that I walked away from the project. There's actually a very interesting reason and one I quickly want to touch upon. So a few months ago, I covered a missing persons case. The person who was the prime suspect reached out to me. Uh, we ended up having a 75-minute interview. I did talk about this, I believe, on the last episode that I posted. And from there, things went pretty sour. So the long and short of it is this. I ended up getting in contact with other people involved on the opposite side of the investigation, uh, mostly to compare notes. And because I wanted to help, I did share the interview under the guise of privacy. Unfortunately, people with, I don't know, anger issues, one person said they had anger issues, another person said um, that they just can't trust other people. It just got out. It got out. It got back to the person in question. And even though I was ultimately trying to help, my own actions inadvertently screwed up this whole thing, at least from my perspective. So I opted to back out. And as a result of that, it just kind of killed my confidence and doing this show the way that I do it. Because, you know, and I'll be honest with you guys, part of what I do is I have the belief that I would like to one day be able to help solve a murder, solve a crime. I think that's one of the reasons why many of us who get into true crime talk about it, because we want, we want to help. We find it fascinating, we're drawn to it, but we ultimately want to help. And so I got involved when I shouldn't have and then it, it went further than it should have. And I don't know where things stand at this moment in time. It's been weeks. I have not had communication with anybody. And I don't necessarily plan to. If the story comes back up in the news, if the person with whom I interviewed is found guilty, I will then release the audio because at that point I think it would be pertinent. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm not happy with the way things turned out. It should have been handled better by myself. I am not a police officer. I'm not a detective. I'm not a private detective. I'm just a guy who lives in Washington who finds crime to be fascinating. And maybe I've just watched one too many movies and got ahead of myself, and that is my own problem. For that, I apologize. It wasn't my intention. It wasn't my goal. It wasn't what I was setting out to do. It just kind of happened. And I don't know where things are right now, but we're going to have to wait and see. So in the meantime, uh, that's just where we find ourselves. I just wanted to keep you guys up to date on everything. And uh, and I hope you guys understand that mistakes happen. So let's uh, let's let's <laughs> let's go. Let's get into it, though, real quick. So if you guys haven't already and I'm going to go right into self-promotion after that, uh, you know, admitting of being an idiot, uh, we've got uh, our Instagram here which is Milk Carton Cast. I need to update the image if you're watching this on YouTube. We're now over 130 followers, so thank you very much for that. And then, of course, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Matt Jarbo. You guys can head over there if you want to help support the show. I would appreciate it. If not, it's all good. But let's dive into the stories today because they are crazy. We're going to be talking about a man who was so jealous that his ex-wife moved on that he killed her. Another man who so wanted to be loved and so hated rejection that he threatened to murder the women who re rebuked him. And the odd story of a man busted for dumping cadavers in an Arizona forest. Because, you know, it's 2021, 
right? First episode of the new year. These stories were all from the past couple weeks, but uh, I've been hanging on to them because I found them fascinating. So let's let's just dive right in. All right. So coming over here to the New York Post, which surprisingly actually is all three stories today. We have a man here admitting that he hanged his ex-wife after she wore a new engagement ring. So a man so distraught by his wife moving on, his ex-wife moving on, that he admitted to killing her. I mean, you can pretty much question and guess how and why she wanted to get away. So this is what the article says. A Russian man hanged his naked ex-wife with a hairdryer cord on her balcony after noticing that she was wearing a new engagement ring, according to a report to this guy. This was, a, this, I mean, hung her naked. Hung her naked from a balcony with a hairdryer cord. This is not uh, anything less than a sign of dominance. He wanted to make sure everyone knew that he was in control of her. And that's disgusting and terrible. Now, the man who's been identified as 38-year-old uh, Ilnar uh, Gim Renova, I want to make sure I said that correctly, uh, has been charged with murder after he confessed to the crime, uh, citing uh, this is coming in from the Russian Investigative Committee. Now, his ex-wife, uh, Ramzia Gimrenova, uh, 32 years old, was an accountant who had a six-year-old daughter with Ilner, was found hanging, hanging by her father in the city of Kazan. She'd also been beaten, so he beat her and hung her and left her out naked for the world to see. He wanted this. That's, that's so disgusting. It's absolutely terrible. You know, I, I know the term toxic masculinity comes up quite often in a number of debates online, but this is one of the ones that I, when I look at this kind of story, I think to myself, yeah, this is absolutely uh, that. Now, here's maybe why this happened, although we don't really necessarily need a reason why, I think, at this point. Now, the couple divorced last year after he refused to stop gambling despite building up loan debts of about $7,000 American, according to local reports. So he was a gambler, failed gambler, an indebted gambler, and his wife had enough. She was an accountant. I mean, if anything, that's the worst possible thing you could be married to as a gambler because your job is to count numbers and you're going, oh, no, something's wrong here. Now, a week before her death, uh, Ramzia, pleaded with police for protection for herself and the girl, saying that the man was stalking her. Saying that having learned that the victim intended to remarry, the attacker came to her house, then beat and strangled her on the balcony, the committee said in a statement. He has confessed his involvement in the commission of the crime in full. Now, Ramzia's friends say that when she accepted the ring from her fiancé, she was not yet ready to marry because of the trauma from her relationship with her ex-husband. So this guy, this, I, I, pardon my language, but this fucking guy, this piece of shit, he, I mean, my God, man, a, a rage addicted gambler can't stand that his ex-wife uh, has decided to move on. So he did, I mean, his, I can, I'm more shocked by like, I'm not shocked by his actions is what I want to say. And that's not to say that, like, I shouldn't be shocked. I absolutely should be shocked by his actions. But what shocks me the most is ultimately the act of which it happened, the manner of which the, the murder took place. Because he saw that she was wearing a ring and that sent him into a rage. And this rage was absolutely violent and disgusting and terrible. Now, my question then becomes, 
I, and I just, I have to ask the question because the articles and I've read a couple articles and I don't get a lot of info on it. I'm, I'm curious if he stripped her after he killed her, you know, like, did he, was she already naked? How did that come to be? Did he catch her off guard? Was there a, a sexual assault? Not that I'm prying for like a, a super in, inclusive details about like, or gruesome details about this woman's last few minutes on this planet. I'm just trying to wrap my head around the scenario as I, as I read it, as I talk about it, because this was violent for the sake of violence. You know, this was rage and then leaving her out like that naked and tied to a balcony. So everyone could see this. I don't often say that there are pure evil, but this was pure evil. And it's just, it's a frightening story. As always, I want to hear your guys' thoughts about this. Be sure to let me know in the comment section on YouTube, or you guys can head over to our Facebook group and let me know over there. But my God, I hope, uh, I look, I, I honestly hope this guy gets like the death penalty. It's Russia. So they're a lot more, uh, they're a lot more lenient on it than I think here in the States. And it's not that I'm always pro death penalty, by the way, cause I'm really not, but the level of violence that went into this, the level of rage and, and disgusting, treatment of her body i don't see i don't i'm sorry like i just i'm kind of okay with that i don't know if I'm, that makes me an asshole let me know i i'm curious all right uh let's jump over here to talk about this is a crazy one coming out of arizona i just love the headline here man charged with dumping human limbs skulls in arizona forest because you know that's something that you uh that you see every single day right where someone is caught dumping of human bodies now you see a headline like this and you think to yourself this dude is this a new serial killer does arizona have a new serial killer is this guy out there picking people off and this is just where he chose to dump bodies <laughs> no no not at all actually so this article is short but we can get the full idea here so it says a man named walter mitchell who once operated a company that managed cadavers for research was arrested tuesday for allegedly dumping donated human remains in an Arizona forest. So this guy, he's just like, he's just sitting on all these bodies like shit. What do I, what do I do with these? How do I, I mean, like, I, I don't know what I would do. But I all of a sudden found myself with like a, a whole bunch of human remains. Like how would I get rid of them? Uh, Walter Mitchell, 59 years old, is accused of traveling from Seattle, which is where his business was located to a forest outside of Prescott, Arizona to discard five bodies. So this dude, this dude drove from Seattle all the way down to Arizona. All right. And like, I've lived in every state on the West coast and I've been to Arizona multiple times. Like that's a long drive with these five bodies in his car. So deputies with the Yavapai County Sheriff's office found 19 human limbs in the remote area on Saturday. This is, this is last month in December. The, the next day, five more limbs and five skulls were found. <laughs> what? Uh, authorities then linked the remains to Mitchell's old company, Future Gen X. Uh, the county sheriff, Scott Masher, says the situation is imaginable. And I see, I mean, well, yeah, no shit, dude. It's absolutely unimaginable. It's like you walk out there and there's these body parts scattered everywhere. And you're like, I have to make, how do I make heads and tails out of this? What's going on? Do I mean, because again, like I, like I started the, seg the segment off, is it going to be a person who is out there killing people? Where did these bodies come from? Oh my God, do we have this mass murderer? This is a disgusting scene sort of thing. And it's like just the shock value of it all is what I'm talking about. Now he does say, and this of course is the sheriff. 
I'm so sorry for the families whose loved ones were donated to research and treated in such a horrific fashion. Mitchell has been charged with 28 counts of improperly moving human remains. Uh, yeah. So here's the thing with this, right? So I live in the state of Washington. And one of the interesting things that we allow here now is human composting. So I can actually go out and like, I have, I have an acreage of property myself in the woods, not doing much with it. And if I was so inclined, I could go out and I could find like these bodies that want to be human compost and I could sell a plot, right? Of land, a little six by whatever plot of land, have them come discard of the remains on my property. And then I just bury it and it turns into human compost or like, I haven't looked into the process. So there might be some kind of thing you have to do, especially, I don't know, but I mean, I, that's an option, right? So if this guy discarded five bodies, uh, where exactly is, uh, you know, like, why didn't he think of that? He would have known in Washington, you could do this. Uh, so, I mean, I'm more curious about like why this guy went out and did that sort of thing. I can only, I can only imagine because there's a part of the article says here from Seattle, where his now shuttered business was located. I think the business went under possibly because of COVID. And he just, he was sitting on these corpses and he just didn't know what to do with them. And it's one of those things where like, I can't put them in the trash because if you dispose of a body, like, let's say, for example, if you dispose of a body in a dumpster somewhere and you eventually get found out for disposing the body in the dumpster, you might think to yourself, they're never going to find the body because it's at the dump and the dump is never, how, how are you going to find it under all those tons of, 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 of crap? Well, it turns out they can, they absolutely can. It's very simple for them to do that. Uh, if they can know where you dispose of the body, like which dumpster and uh, and maybe what day, they can actually go back and find the logs of where and when that body would have been disposed of in the dump and then basically dig out that particular body. They've done it before. Um, I think in Arizona, actually, there was a case I was, wa I was uh, watching a thing about a number of years ago where they actually were able to do that to recover a corpse. Uh, after catching the guy who killed her. So, I mean, that's something that could happen here. But obviously this guy, this this Mitchell dude, he just, I mean, I feel like it was an act of desperation. I think he just had to get rid of him. Again, He this he's in the Northwest. This is like the Evergreen State. There's a ton of places you could probably dispose of a body. There's a, I'm, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why he decided Arizona of all places. There's like so many other, <laughs> like what? And I'm not trying to, and I'm not, trying to be insensitive to the corpses that that were donated to research and then were ultimately discarded of this way. I think that's terrible. But again, the audacity, the sheer audacity of this particular situation is just wild to me. So as always, I want to hear your thoughts. I do want to hear your opinions on this one. Be sure to uh, let me know what you think about this. Anyway, let's talk about this final story here. Uh, this is a story about a New York man who sought people online to rape and murder uh, women who rejected him. I mean, you know, I mentioned earlier toxic masculinity, you know, we, this, this, this kind of comes across like Elliot Rogers, the kind of incel type of nonsense that Elliot Rogers put out there before he went on his massive killing spree. I'm actually glad that this guy was caught uh, before uh, anything terrible happened. So here's what we know. A New York man terrorized a Maryland woman who rebuffed his romantic advances online and sought others to rape murder and decapitate in exchange for Bitcoin. So I, there's always been that rumor. There's always been that thing about going into the dark web, going into the deep web and coming across, you know, a hitman who would like kill someone for a Bitcoin. Right now, Bitcoin is insanely expensive. 
So, I mean, like you hear about this kind of stuff uh, and, and the reality of it is it actually exists. And so this is what I think is one of those situations. Now, this guy named Desmond Bablu Singh, 19 years old, I have not been able to find an actual image of him. Surprisingly, uh, he was arrested Tuesday in New York on federal charges, uh, including cyber stalking, aggregated or aggravated identity theft, emailing a hoax bomb threat and murder for hire. The U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Maryland announced that that's a hell of a rap sheet. This guy's going to be going to jail for, I'm going to argue, kind of maybe the rest of his life. Now, here's what we know. Singh uh, first allegedly reached out to the victim, whom he had never met in person, on Instagram back in February of 2020 and declared his love for her. The woman, a former classmate of Singh's, older sister, says she wasn't interested and asked him to not contact her again. Singh then started harassing her, and he, uh, she's been identified in the documents as Jane Doe, good for her, from April through November of 2020, using more than 100 different social media, electronic communication, and phone accounts to send her troubling unsolicited messages, the federal authorities had said. And it's not hard to do that. That's the, that's the thing. You know, I mean, like on Facebook, it's not hard to create another account if you know what you're doing. Uh, on Twitter, you just get like a 10-minute email and you're good to go. And you could just Instagram kind of the same way. It's not hard to create all of these social media accounts designed around the concept of botting and harassing. And you can pay people to do this too. It's one of the, it's one of the things when you talk about social media, like I think we're edging towards this point of, uh, of just like requiring identification in order to have a social media account to keep people kind of accountable to the things that they say and that they ultimately do. So these kind of harassment campaigns can't happen as easily. And I know others might argue that it's a violation of freedom of speech or freedom of expression or first amendment rights. We have the right to anonymity, all those things. And they're true. I'm just saying, I'm not advocating for it. I'm just saying that is the reality that I see coming sooner rather than later because of people here like Desmond Singh. So according to the cops, the messages included express and implied threats of death, bodily injury, and sexualized violence and racial slurs. Singh also allegedly accessed the woman's accounts online by changing her passwords to block her from accessing them before posting offensive images and statements, probably using a phishing uh, attempt, which is pretty easy. People out there who don't pay attention to that kind of stuff, they click on things without thinking about it, and that's how those, those uh, passwords get out. As a quick side note, um, about uh, nine years ago, I was working for a flower shop in Los Angeles that sold flowers to celebrities. Like my first day on the job, I spent, you know, like a good 20 minutes talking to Chris Pine's assistant about what to put on the note to send to his aunt for Mother's Day. And, and what I learned predominantly working there was that they don't treat identity as anything to, to be like protected. The cards are always being compromised, phishing attempts all the time. It's And they don't care because they're all insured. But it happens pretty, pretty uh, easily to celebrities from people who don't know. And that does translate over to people in the real world who do not understand about cybersecurity. Anyway, uh, so then prosecutors also say that Singh managed to get photos of the woman she stored on her Snapchat account and later posted them on social media profiles to harass both her and her relatives. I'm assuming those are probably of the lewd variety. The woman sought a restraining order against him in July, but Baltimore County authorities couldn't find him. Less than a week later, he was uh, he allegedly swatted the woman, 
by sending Baltimore County police to her family's home using a bogus bomb threat. And here's the thing. I've also been swatted. This happened nearly five years ago. I had SWAT team called to my home when I lived in Portland, Oregon. It was the most frightening moment of my life. I view it as attempted murder. So pardon me. There are words I want to use to describe this individual, but I have a feeling if I were iTunes and YouTube and Google podcasts would probably deactivate my show. So I want you to think of the the worst possible thing you could say about a person like this. And then I want you to multiply it by like 10. And that's where we're going to kind of put me at. Because uh, F this guy. Now, uh, the email, he sent it by email. What a moron. Uh, possible bomb. Send officers ASAP. The email allegedly sent by Singh read, do not have access to the phone. This is the only police email I can find. A bomb squad and a canine unit responded to the home, but found no threat there. The woman later told the cops in October that someone using the username Desmond was soliciting people on a public chat on the Telegram Messenger app to rape and decapitate her. So this guy was so demented that he went on to a public chat in Telegram and he was trying to find someone to go and take her out, to go and kill her. That's how demented he became. That is insane. This isn't even on the dark web. Not at all. This is on like the open Telegram Messenger app. This is frightening stuff. Singh was expected to make his initial court appearance on Tuesday. Uh, His first hearing in Baltimore is not immediately scheduled. Okay, fine. Now, here's kind of where we find out some of the uh, the the naughty bits about what he what what he might the consequences he might be facing. If he's convicted of murder for hire, he faces up to ten years in federal prison, and that's about it. An attorney was not listed yet. So he doesn't have a public defender or one provide, you know, one that he's got. So this guy's a psychopath. This guy's a nut, nut job. And I'm, I look, I'm lock him up. There should also be attempted murder on there with the swatting. Uh, there should be attempted murder on there with the swatting. I'm hoping they add a bunch of additional charges. I don't think they're going to do attempted murder. That's not something right now that we're at in regards to that particular law. But, uh, but it's true. People have been killed from swatting. So uh, I view it as attempted murder, and this guy is a piece of shit. Scumbag. Again, think of the worst possible thing and amplify it by about 10, and that's where I'm sitting on it. So again, a fun collection of stories to talk about today. As always here on Milk Card Mysteries, you never really know what you're going to get. There's, gonna, there's always a wide variety of stuff to cover. And uh, I'm glad to be back. And I wanted to put something out. If you guys are listening to this to the podcast, um, I posted an episode last week because I hadn't posted in a couple of weeks. I'm trying a new project out on my other YouTube channel, Matt Jarbo Talks, where I do long form discussions, like long form storytelling, you know, kind of like you would find another criminal based podcast, right? True crime podcast. But I covered one about a woman from Mexico whose daughter was killed by the cartel who vowed to hunt them down until the day that they ultimately killed her. Excellent story. I just scripted out the life of Samuel Little, America's most prolific serial killer in my period, uh, my opinion, who recently passed away. His story is wild. And I'm going to be recording that this week and posting the podcast up probably under the Stranger Days official. So uh, be sure to check out the Instagram page. I'll post a link to it there, uh, as well as the Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the note card. As always, I appreciate it if you guys have made it this far. I appreciate it if you guys are here. 
Uh, I do love talking about this stuff. I do want to help people. I, I, as I mentioned earlier with the story about that missing persons case, uh, I'm just going to be more careful. I have to be more careful, have to be more vigilant, and I have to pay attention better and, and, and really vet stuff a lot more. And that's my own mistake, and that's something I have to live with, and, and it's embarrassing, to be honest with you. But I wanted to be honest, and I wanted to be upfront. Anyway, I'll talk to you all tomorrow, hopefully a little bit earlier in the day. Have yourself a great one, everyone. Thank you again for watching, and peace out.